I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. Hey, hello. That's right. I am Kurt Sandvig, and this is Paranormal Almanac. And perhaps the most important edition of Paranormal Almanac yet. That's right. I'm being very serious. This is a topic I've wanted to talk about since I was a kid. This is near and dear to my heart. It's about UFOs. I've always believed, for as long as I can remember, I've always believed in UFOs and aliens. I've voraciously read every book I could find in every library about UFOs and aliens, and I loved E.T. and Star Wars and Star Trek and all of them. But, unfortunately, it's really hard for our government to admit anything about UFOs. Until now. Just this week, a news story in the New York Times came out And to put it mildly, this is the closest we have ever gotten to disclosure of UFOs and aliens from our government since a little place called Roswell in 1947. I'm sure you all know the Roswell story, but just to catch you up, a UFO crashed on a farmer's land. The government said, hey, we got a UFO. The government immediately said, sorry, never mind, not a UFO, it's a weather balloon. And they've tried to stick to that crappy story ever since. But that was then, and this is now. As I'm sure you saw, the news story was carried by just about everyone and with as little importance as you can give a news story. It was treated as a fluff piece that the tinfoil hat UFO lovers out there would love, but the details of this article are anything but fluff. I understand fully why they wanted it to come out the way they did. It seems that a lot of ufologist theories about piecemealing disclosure over a long period of time just might be true. This theory has been around for a long time that to just come out and say, bam, there are aliens, there are UFOs, we've met them, they come here, they do all this kind of stuff, they have technology we could never even possibly imagine nor defend would destroy society as we know it. Just the religious implications alone of there being other life on other planets supposedly would destroy society as we know it. I mean, just think about it. 20 years ago, people had their minds made up about UFOs. They either believed them and were pretty much ridiculed, or they flat out thought it was all a bunch of crap. But since then, we now know from science that statistically speaking, we are not alone in the universe. We are finding more and more planets in the, quote, Goldilocks habitable zone every day. We are not alone, not even in our own solar system. We found microbes on Mars. We think that there will be life discovered under the frozen oceans in Io and Europa. Life is out there. Life probably started from out there and came here. We are not alone. Hell, even the Pope has said we aren't alone. And that would never have happened 20 years ago. It would have been earth-shattering news for a Pope to say that extraterrestrials are out there and it doesn't destroy the Catholic faith. Beyond that, we are actively searching for life on other planets. And our top minds talk about UFOs and aliens without being discredited or ostracized. Hillary Clinton even went on, regardless of what you think about Hillary Clinton, let's take politics out of it for just a second. Hillary Clinton went on live TV, and not only did she say the government no longer calls them UFOs, but the new term is UAP, Unexplained Aerial Phenomenon, which you may or may not know has been used in the past decade on newly declassified documents regarding UFOs, 
So just having a presidential nominee talking about UFOs slash UAPs, whatever you want to call them, and also saying that she was going to look into disclosure was a huge win for believers. Again, take politics out of it, regardless what you think of her. We had a presidential nominee discussing UFOs on live TV. And she's not the only one. A number of presidents or presidential nominees have discussed UFOs without having a tinfoil hat on their head and talking about how they're being mind-controlled by some crazy government. So now that the people of Earth can have discussions about UAPs a little bit more openly, what exactly did this week's article have to say? In case you missed it, again, it was a New York Times article, and it was titled, Glowing Auras and Black Money, The Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program. And it had an amazing video that showed a close encounter between an fa 18F Super Hornet out of uh, USS Nimitz and one of these UFOs. And this was from back in 2004. The object appeared to be capsule-shaped, wingless, mobile, white, oblong pill-shaped, and about 25 to 30 feet in length. There were no visible markings and no glass. This object easily evaded the Hornets going from just above the waterline to 80,000 feet instantly. You heard that right, 80,000 feet instantly. And this just isn't some random person's testimony. This is a, a U.S. Navy fighter pilot. Pilot David Fravor told the New York Times strange objects have been tracked by the USS Princeton for around two weeks. That's two aircraft carriers on record now talking about UFOs. They would suddenly appear at 80,000 feet before plummeting towards the sea and hovering at 20,000 feet. They then either dropped out of range or shot back up. When he approached the object, suddenly peeled away from an FA-18F Super Hornet. That's incredible. He said, it accelerated like nothing I have ever seen. Commander Fravor said, and I quote, hovering 50 feet above the churn was an aircraft of some kind. Churn is the ocean churn. It was whitish, was around 40 feet long and oval in shape. The craft was jumping around erratically, staying over the wave disturbance, but not moving in any specific direction. The disturbance looked like frothy waves and foam, as if the water were boiling. Now, had it just been a couple of pilots saying this, that's one thing. But the Pentagon confirmed that the audio and video was investigated as part of this program, and it was confirmed as real. Take a second to think about that. The Pentagon has said this audio and this video is real. The footage, released in August, showed that the object rotated and maintained a glowing aura. This is no drone. In fact, one of the pilots said, ah, it's just an effing drone. And the other pilot said, it's not a drone. There's a whole fleet of them. Look at the SA, which I'm, I'm assuming means look at some form of screen or radar. This was not a drone at least not any drone that we know of. This was, exactly like it said, an unidentified flying object that is light years ahead of our current technology. And I know that there's stuff being tested at Groom Lake and S4 that is way more advanced than what we currently know about, but this isn't decades advanced like those usually are. This is hundreds of years more advanced than our most advanced technological fighter planes. So already, this is an incredible story, but it only gets better. 
The Pentagon acknowledged the existence of this black ops program that cost $22 million of the Defense Department's $60 billion budget. So yeah, it's a drop in the bucket. But officially, the U.S. government has said, up until this story, that they did not investigate UFOs, period. This was their story for decades. The shadowy program, parts of it still are classified, began in 2007. Now, time out. That part is crap. Again, this is an ongoing program that began around the time of Roswell in 1947. The Air Force began a series of studies that investigated more than 12,000 UFO sightings before it quote-unquote officially ended in 1969, and I'm sure you know it, it's Project Blue Book. And many objects from Project Blue Book remain unexplained to this day. But moving on. So they said, quote-unquote, this program started in 2007. And initially, it was a largely funded at the request of Harry Reid. Now, Harry Reid is a Nevada Democrat who was a Senate Majority Leader at the time and who has had a long interest in UFOs and space phenomena. UAPs. I gotta get used to saying that. Most of the money went to an aerospace research company run by a billionaire entrepreneur and longtime friend of Mr. Reed, and his name is Robert Bigelow. And he is currently working with NASA to produce expandable craft for humans to use in space. Now, just a little bit of backstory about Robert Bigelow. On the television show 60 Minutes in May, Robert Bigelow said he was absolutely convinced that aliens exist and that UFOs have visited the Earth. And I'm sure you guys know that it's not just billionaires or random senators. There are astronauts, including Edgar Mitchell, Jordan Cooper, and even John Glenn, who say they believe in UFOs. And if that wasn't enough for you, President Jimmy Carter admitted to seeing and believing in UFOs. UAPs, whatever you want to call them. So again, if I just stopped at this point, this is already huge. Our government has been actively investigating UFOs officially. And that's huge. And yes, skeptics, I understand that UFO means unidentified and could mean Russian or Chinese drones, basically anything unidentified. But I'm not done with this story yet. Not even close. So let's move on to my favorite part of this. Under Mr. Bigelow's direction, the company modified buildings in Las Vegas for the storage of metal alloys and other materials that Mr. Elizondo and program contractors said have been recovered from unidentified aerial phenomena. Researchers also studied people who said they experienced physical effects from encounters with the objects and examined them for any physiological changes. Yep. That's right. They just admitted to having metal alloys from an unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP. UAP is the terminology for UFOs. Not a meteorite, a freaking UFO. The government just casually admitted to having and using metal alloys from UFOs. This is groundbreaking, yet the ground is not breaking. This is huge news, people. Skeptics, even you have to admit that this statement alone is incredible. Again, they didn't say we're using metals from meteorites, which is exactly what they would say if it's all it was. In fact, a 2009 Pentagon briefing summary of the program prepared by its director at the time asserted that, quote, 
what was once science fiction is now science fact, unquote, and that the United States was incapable of defending itself against some of the technologies discovered. Skeptics, they aren't saying, we've got some weird metal, we don't know what it is, fell from the sky. That's not what they said at all. It's not a meteorite. It didn't, that, I mean, stop for a second. That is exactly what they would say. They would say, we have this metal, we don't know where it came from, it's a meteor, and it's kind of strange. That's not what they're saying at all. This is official stuff. In 2009, Harry Reid said to the Pentagon, the U.S. is incapable of defending itself against some of the technologies discovered. Not some of the technologies other countries have. In fact, this whole statement was not about other countries at all, but about UAPs, UFOs. Researchers also studied people who had said they had experienced physical effects from encounters with the objects and examined them for physiological changes. This doesn't happen with meteorites. Hundreds, if not thousands of meteorites hit the ground every year. There are no physiological changes from handling a meteorite. It doesn't happen. In addition, researchers spoke to military service members who had reported sightings of strange aircraft. This is all about UAPs. And I never thought I would live to see the day that our government admitted to these things so openly. Metal alloys, not metal rocks. I can't, I can't get my head around, like, how important that statement should be to you. We're sort of in the position of what would happen if you gave Leonardo da Vinci a garage door opener, said Harold E. Puthoff, an engineer who has conducted research on extrasensory perception for the CIA and later worked as a contractor for this very program. First of all, he'd have to try and figure out what is this plastic stuff. He wouldn't know anything about the electromagnetic signals involved or its functions. Again, this is an engineer working on this program. He's not talking about a freaking rock from space. Mr. Elizondo, in his resignation letter on October 4th, said there was a need for more serious attention to, quote, the many accounts from the Navy and other services of unusual aerial systems interfering with military weapons platforms and displaying beyond next-generation capabilities. These UAPs are interfering with our technology, our most advanced technology, and displaying beyond next-generation capabilities. Again, this isn't some black ops drone or stealth fighter from Russia, from us, from China. This is next-generation capabilities. Now, he also expressed his frustration with the limitations placed on the program, telling Mr. Mattis, there remains a vital need to ascertain capabilities and intent of these phenomena for the benefit of the armed forces and the nation. The capabilities and the intents. Again, these aren't drones. This isn't something that China or Russia is flying around trying to spook us. This is advanced, hundreds of years advanced technology. Mr. Elizondo has joined Mr. Puthoff and an another former Defense Department official, Christopher K. Mellon, who is a, a Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, in a new venture called To the Stars Academy. Remember this? I talked about it briefly on a previous episode. This is the academy that Tom DeLong from Blink-182, the venture, if you will, that Tom DeLong from Blink-182 has created that will hopefully, finally, and irrefutably 
bring us full disclosure. This seems like the real deal to me. He's got the money, he's got the backers, he's got the officials that had former security clearance. These guys were the top of the top in the Department of Defense, and they're working for him now, all for the same cause, disclosure, to find out what UAPs are and where they came from. Not only that, but to use the technology for our benefit, the public's benefit, for our advantages. I think it's a great program. I would love to work for this program. Now, I could stop right there, and I've already given you enough, but I'm going to continue a little bit more, because in the interview, Mr. Elizondo said that he and his government colleagues had determined that the phenomena they had studied did not seem to originate from any country. That fact is not something that any government or institution could classify in order to keep it secret from the people, he said. Stop. Again, right there, this is not technology from any government or institution. For his part, Mr. Reed said he did not know where the objects had come from, and quote says, If anyone says they have the answers now, they're fooling themselves. We do not know. But he said, we have to start somewhere, and that's where the program came in. If you even have a passing interest in UFOs and aliens, this should be blowing your mind. Like I said at the beginning, this is the closest we have ever gotten to disclosure, and it seems like it's just the tip of the iceberg. These men are diligently working for full disclosure. What are these things that people are seeing around the world? What are these things that are so advanced they make our fighter jets look like something that the Wright brothers had at Kitty Hawk? What are they, and where are they from? This story should be the story of the year. We are inching our way ever closer to full disclosure and that outdated thinking that knowledge of aliens would destroy our society. Yes, it will shatter some minds for sure. But as a wise person once said, knowledge is power. G.I. Joe. Uh, Once again, I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been an incredible, in my mind anyway, an incredible edition of Paranormal Almanac. So what do you guys think about this news story? I want to hear from you. Don't just listen to me. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Please let me know. Is this something? Am I blowing this out of proportion? Is this something that should not have blown my mind and is just another part of, eh, it's just a story? Because, again, I don't think that way. I think that this is absolutely incredible, and I can't wait to see what comes next. What's the next inch forward towards full disclosure? Again, Thank you guys so much for listening. I've been your host, Kurt Sandvig, and this is another edition of Paranormal Almanac. (laughs) 